Hello and welcome to In the Spotlight with Quoserka, the definitive podcast on digital disruption in the print industry. I'm Luella Fernandez, Director of Quoserka, and today I'm joined by Garrett Halmer, CMO of Bayesian, and Kristen Escobar of AWS. Today we're going to be discussing the opportunities around serverless printing and the partnership between AWS and Printologic. So it promises to be a great conversation. So welcome, Garrett and Kristen. Thank you very much for joining me today. Thanks for having us. You're welcome. So Garrett, maybe we could um, start with you. Could you introduce yourself and your role at Bayesian? There's been quite a few changes recently with the brand, so it'd be great for you to share that with the audience today. Absolutely. And first of all, thank you for hosting uh, myself and Kristen on this podcast. We're excited about this opportunity to, to speak with you today. Uh, I currently run our marketing organization at, at Vasion, and I also look after partnerships. So we roll all of our partnerships underneath the marketing organization. We recently went through a pretty significant rebrand as a company. We've been known since 2012 as Printer Logic. And we've delivered a highly available cloud solution that we'll talk about uh, to today. Uh, and recently, within the past couple of years, we made an acquisition of a, a workflow um, automation platform and enterprise content management solution called MaxFault. And over the past couple of years, we have uh, rebranded that solution as Vasion. And then we took the step uh, two months ago to rebrand the company as Vasion. So Printer Logic still exists. We still have a very uh, vast, loyal customer base using Printer Logic. Uh, and we're going to continue to innovate on that platform. It, it is now, Printer Logic is now a solution um, that's part of the Vasion suite of uh, digital transformation products. Okay, that's great. And um, Kristen, if you could just give us some information on your role at AWS and the, the relationship with um, Printologic regarding AWS and digital workplace. Sure. So again, thanks for having us. And yes, yeah, so I run the digital workplace segment within the AWS partner network. And as part of that, we started taking a look. Previously, we really focused on end-user computing, which was how our users were getting their remote desktops. And Printologic has been a longtime partner of ours. And in conversations with partners like Printologic, Nowvasion, and others, we started looking at really how do we expand the digital workplace beyond just delivering the desktop. But now with all the flexible work and, and changes that we're seeing, it's also about how we're managing the endpoints, how we're managing the application delivery, and collaboration. So digital workplace took all of that into consideration. It was a great opportunity for us to start working more closely with Printologic in this particular segment because it really brings a full story solution to our customers. And again, securing that endpoint piece, the printer being an endpoint, uh, Printologic and Invasion is a, is a perfect fit. Okay, so um, yeah, it's great to sort of understand a bit more about AWS and the digital workplace. Um, strategy. So I'll come back to that in a bit more sure. detail later. But maybe, firstly, that the main topic of this conversation is really to focus on the opportunity around serverless printing and, you know, really the, the opportunities that you've seen from working with AWS, Garrett. So, so maybe if you could give us an insight into perhaps what the challenges that you see around managing a traditional print infrastructure and how the Printologic platform overcomes that with its approach to serverless and cloud-based printing. 
You bet, Luella. Well, back in 2012, we introduced printer logic as a, as a product to do one singular thing, and that was to eliminate the print server. The print server has been this longstanding legacy bastion of technology. And it's really, it's still today in 2021, it's status quo for most organizations. Oh, I must run all of my jobs through a print server. Nine years ago, we figured out how to totally and completely eliminate print servers. And that message really resonated with a lot of customers ranging from small and medium businesses to global enterprises. And what we did was we said, hey, look, every endpoint in the world has a native uh, printing capability on it. Um, we can distribute the spooling and the rendering of print jobs to the end user compute devices, um, get that intermediate uh, inter intermediary piece of architecture out of the infrastructure. Um, print servers are a single point of failure. Uh, they are a choke point for print traffic. Customers struggle to figure out, do I send all my jobs to a centralized print server in the data center? And then then I have network bandwidth issues across the WAN, or do I distribute print servers to all of my remote sites, which is an infrastructure uh, cost burden uh, and maintenance burden that they have to, to live with. Our approach is just get rid of it and centrally manage it. So our application allowed organizations to centrally manage the deployment of printers and printer profiles and drivers out to the endpoints. And so based on who you were and where you were and the type of OS that you were working with, we would deliver the right printer to you. And so we saw, our customers saw several benefits from this architecture. One, and uh, obviously the, the infrastructure cost of print servers went away. We have customers that had hundreds of print servers that uh, after deploying our software, saw an immediate ROI on, on infrastructure spend. Two, we saw help desk calls that were printer related drop dramatically. We had a school district in Texas that told us that 90% of their help desk calls that were previous, previously printer related went away by, de by deploying our software. And then the productivity of the end users goes up because they're not logging a help desk ticket. They're not waiting for IT to fix the printer issue. It just works. And then we, we got a, uh, a third benefit that we really didn't set out to, to market really but our customers kept on coming back to us and saying, you know what, the fact that I don't have to patch print servers, the fact that I don't have to maintain them, the fact that I don't have to worry about them as a, a, security, a security vulnerability has really increased our security posture. And I don't know if, if we've all been paying attention to the news lately, but the Microsoft Exchange server attacks that have been happening uh, around the world are due to legacy infrastructure still living on premise and IT not being able to keep up. And so print servers, file servers, exchange servers, active directory servers, like domain servers, they can all move to a much more secure platform. And in 2012, we, we said, let's, let's eliminate this, this piece of infrastructure that is costly, creates help desk tickets and is a security vulnerability. And that, so that was our mantra for several years. In 2015, we said, you know what, there's this big move to the cloud and we want to get out in front of it. So we started building on AWS and uh, we launched our first um, iteration of printer cloud back in 2016. And today over 95% of our new customers choose printer, our, our SaaS offering as their preferred de deployment method for, for managing printers. Yeah, no, it's really interesting because I think, you know, we've seen, um, through our research is that, you know, as you mentioned, I think there are so many challenges around the traditional print infrastructure and, 
cost inefficiencies and you know more organizations obviously shifting very quickly to the cloud for other elements of their IT environment and print has been perhaps one of the slower elements to to make that shift so just out of interest have you seen um, that shift accelerate over the course of the pandemic because you know obviously with AWS you know they've seen huge adoption over the past year because it's really been the enabler to keep businesses running over the past year have you seen that on the print side as well in terms of your customers accelerating their move to the cloud Luella, it's 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 a really interesting question, and I'm going to give you two data points um, across our enterprise customer base. We saw a 500% increase in the adoption of our SaaS licenses. So, I mean, the the product that we built on AWS that's multi-tenanted and is truly serverless, 500% increase, not just year over year, but compared to the previous three years combined, and across all segments, small, medium business, commercial, enterprise, we saw um, over 100% increase of the adoption of our SaaS. We were well positioned for this shift, and the reason is, instead of building software, print management software that that ties hand in hand with a print server which is what a lot of print management applications do. They rely on the print server existing to, to function. So to get the print management, the, the secure release printing, the pull printing, the reporting, the, the majority of platforms out there have relied on a print server being in existence. Because we said in 2012, no, get rid of print servers, when we built in the cloud, we didn't have that legacy infrastructure to rely on. And so when the pandemic hit, we had large customers that had, that had been running our application in their own data center for several years um, say, hey, now like we don't, we don't need to be uh, running a VPN uh, to, to, to maintain the infrastructure. That's, that's not efficient. Or we, we shouldn't have to be required to come into the data center to, to, to maintain applications. We wanna be able to access all of our IT from a browser securely um, over a public uh, network from at home or from wherever. And so our customers took note of this and they said, look, Logic is native SaaS and it's secure and I can be on any network anywhere to maintain the print infrastructure. So if I have users that are maybe coming in on the weekend to print or coming in after hours because we're not in the office like we normally are, I can still support those users and I can support them from home. And that's why we saw such huge increases in the adoption of our SaaS licensing over the past year. Yeah, so in terms of the um, the relationship with um, AWS, because obviously um, you mentioned that your SaaS platform is hosted by AWS. At what point did you um, start working with AWS as a digital workplace partner? And sort of how did that come about? Yes, uh, well, it, it, as, as you know, AWS, has grown tremendously in the last 15 years um, from a disruptive cloud upstart to the de facto uh, cloud infrastructure platform in the world. Uh, and there are thousands, tens of thousands of ISVs that build on AWS. To get to where we are with AWS, where we're an advanced tier ISV technology partner and we're um, the only digital workplace competency partner uh, that does what we do and we're an ISV accelerate partner, uh, a lot of things had to happen. First, we had to get to a, a requisite volume of spend with AWS. And that meant, meant we had to go get customers to use the platform. Uh, and then we had to pass a baseline technical review, which 
baseline sounds like it was simple. It's not simple. And Kristen can probably speak more to this than, than we can, but it took a lot of time to, for, for AWS to uh, put our platform through the paces in terms of high availability, security, and all of the other requirements that they have to, to allow an ISV to have the, the status that we have with them. And so over the past year, based on the volume that we had achieved and the spend that we have with AWS and the certification testing that we had passed, we achieved these uh, competency designations. And we're, we're very proud to have it because it's not easy. At, um, Kristen, I don't want to speak for AWS, but our um, one of your colleagues said that we're um, of all the ISVs in the world, we're we're in this echelon of like the top three percent in terms of the the achievements that we have, and so that's something that we're we're quite proud of. But but more importantly than the achievements is what it delivers to our customers. Our customers know that their print environment is going to be highly available. Um, they know that it's going to be secure. And they know that there's an SLA that's the, that that we inherit from AWS, um, where the, like they can go worry about other things um, in IT and not have to stay awake at night thinking about is the print infrastructure available. So, Kristen, I think that's um, a good point to segue to sort of understand a bit more about AWS's um, approach with the marketplace. From from what I understand, the AWS marketplace is you know, a real kind of repository for all the products and solutions that are based on um, the AWS platform. But could you give, give a bit more sort of insight into how that works and what the digital workplace competency is as part of that? Sure, yeah, so yes, so actually, so the AWS marketplace is out there so that our ISV partners can put post their solutions so our customers that might be searching for something that expands on their cloud investments what's available and what would most benefit what they're trying to do. But the competency piece really takes it a step higher. And as Garrett was mentioning, because we work with these partners to go through these baseline reviews that are not easy, um, it's really to make sure that, that the solution that's built as a SaaS application meets the security requirements we have, is architected along the line so that our customers know that by us putting a stamp on it, it truly is supported and proven by AWS to be a really strong, well-architected solution. So the competency is definitely a, um, a much higher level for our partners to show what they've invested and how close that partnership is with AWS. Okay, and so how do you actually define sort of digital workplace? Because it's quite a sort of broad concept and I'm just curious right. as to what kind of partners you work with, you know, beyond print in that, in that space? Sure. So initially, um, we started this whole thing looking at how applications are delivered to our customers from a desktop view. So uh, Amazon Workspaces, Amazon AppStream are our own services. But we also work with partners like Citrix. We work with partners like um, VMware on Horizon um, and others who and how they actually deliver that desktop to the customer. So that's one piece of it. Then the other piece is the endpoint component which is how are the users getting to that data? There's a lot of bring your own device, bring your own license kind of things out there today. And that bring your own device is one of the cost saving efforts that you know, enterprises are able to uh, consume today and, and, and actually let their users use whatever device they want. But in doing so, the security pieces on that, how they're accessing that is very, very important, especially as remote. So other partners that we work with are around um, single sign-on, identity management. So companies like Okta, who works closely with Printer Logic, and, and this is why Printer Logic is invasion is, is very unique because 
they're the only ones that have that endpoint security piece around printers. So these other components around single sign-on, as they're gauge the applications, that uh, ecosystem of partners can can partner together to deliver a really compelling solution. So whether it's Amazon workspaces with Octa single sign-on with printer logic, that solves a lot of things for our customer. Yeah, I think uh, that's a really good way of sort of understanding the, the broader ecosystem around digital mm-hmm. workplace because um, you know that the the aspect of security. Maybe Garrett, you can just give a bit more insight around um, the topic of zero trust because um, you know Kristen just mentioned Octo, and I think that's um, the multi-factor authentication model is really key to zero trust security and. As Kristen mentioned, there's more devices connecting to the network from different locations and different users. So what are your views on zero trust in the print world and how are you potentially working with companies like Okta to help businesses better control you know, access from wherever they are located? Well, the, the, the print world is lagging behind when it comes to identity and access management. And I mentioned earlier that status quo for print jobs was print servers. And it's taking a long time for the print industry to catch up to the messaging of eliminating print servers. It's also taking them a long time to catch up to the fact that customers are trying to move away from on-premise uh, directory services like Active Directory. So t- today, most print servers have to run scripts and GPOs that link to Active Directory in order to, to, to get printers to users or users within groups. Just as every other application in the world is moving to a cloud service, a multi-tenanted uh, ser- service, um, identity is also moving to the cloud. And Okta is one of those identity platforms that's really making waves in the industry right now. And we, we, two years ago, we built an integration with Okta and we've had so many customers come to us and say, Hey, we have a strategy to move away from on-premise active directory, but our print environment still required uh, active directory to be in place. So we've had this, this hybrid, we've got applications for single sign-on and multi-factor authentication and identity management on Okta. And then we've got legacy applications that still require Active Directory. And by, in one of those last applications that they refer to is print servers. So they're thrilled when they found out that we had an integration with Okta. But it doesn't stop with Okta. Uh, you talk about Improvata in the healthcare space. Um, they do identity management for uh, clinical uh, side printing. Um, there's a uh, platforms like ping identity one login um, and these are all based on industry standards SAML 2.0 and um, and skim we don't need to go into the technology but basically it says hey if you add a user to your identity platform then those user credentials and the groups that they belong to are going to flow down to all of the applications including the print management um, application that you're using and we, we love the integration with uh, the likes of Okta because it decouples uh, just another piece of leg- legacy infrastructure that, that customers are trying to figure out how to, to, to move to the cloud. And you cannot have integrations with cloud identity platforms unless your own platform is cloud native. And that's why we're when we started to build on AWS in 2015, we laid the foundation so that we could go out to Okta or Ping or OneLogin or Improvata and others, uh, and, and, and even Microsoft Azure AD. I mean, Microsoft themselves is, are, have a platform that helps customers uh, move away from um, legacy Active Directory. But you can't have integrations into these platforms unless your own platform is cloud native. And it, that 
that's to get back to your question about zero trust. That's what enables a user to be anywhere or on any device and still keep the IT infrastructure secure because they're, they're, they're identified and through multi-factor authentication through these platforms. And it's a much more secure way of doing business, generally speaking, not, to, not just to mention the, uh, the print environment. Yeah, and I think, you know, I agree. I think the print industry has been slow to capitalize on that opportunity around multi-factor authentication. And, um, you know, it seems that this is a, you know, a great opportunity for you to work through the AWS Digital Workplace um, Partnership to get, you know, broad, you know I, I get, guess tighter integration with those um, partners that are offering um, MFA like Okta. So um, that's something that we'll definitely be keeping an eye on because that's where we see the opportunities going forward in terms of, creating a zero trust sort of type print environment. So Luella, if I, if I could, like Kristen, if I could jump in one more time here, Kristen mentioned um, BYOD, you know, that's, that's a thing that's been in, in around for a long time. And when you have a customer that brings their own device, that device could be a, a windows machine. It could be a Chromebook. It could be Mac. It could be um, a device that connects to uh, cloud VDI. So you mentioned Citrix and VMware running in Amazon and then Amazon Workspaces, which is their native VDI platform. But what we're talking about is IT having to deal with multiple types of operating systems, um, physical, virtual, and different different types. Um, then you have IT having to deal with multiple types of printers. And then what I just mentioned around identity is that there's multiple multiple identity platforms. So when you have a customer that says, "Hey, I've got I've got a mix of Mac OS." Windows and Chrome, and I've got 30% of my users on a virtual desktop infrastructure, and I've got three different printer manufacturers. Oh, and by the way, I've moved to a cloud identity platform, let's say Okta, for example. Does your print management application integrate and allow for operation with all with, with that mixed environment? And the answer has to be yes. If it's not yes, then, then, then we're missing the, the, the movement that's happening right now, not just to the cloud, but to, to give workplace flexibility to all users. And this is why we love working with Kristen and her team because um, Citrix, VMware, Okta, these are, these are brands that are part of her program as well. And so it just ensures that the customer has a great secure enterprise grade experience and it gives them choice. So that agnostic approach that we have gives customers choice. And you'll hear Amazon say all the time, we're customer obsessed. And that's true, they are. And part of being customer obsessed is giving them choice. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, that your point about um, the vendor agnostic approach is absolutely key in today's IT environment. Like you say, there's organizations operating a multi-cloud environment, multiple identity access management solutions, plus the, the mixed um, printer fleet. So I guess the printer logic platform is able to provide integration across that, you know, heterogeneous environment. So, um, yeah, that makes, you know, it just, it just shows the, the benefits of having this kind of broader ecosystem integration. So, Kristen, in terms of the, the sort of digital workplace um, partner approach, what um, you sort of mentioned, it's quite, you know, very rigorous testing in terms of the certification and so on. Would you be able to share, you know, the, the benefits for, for partners in terms of, you know, when they do achieve this status, what, you know, what benefits do they gain and how does that help them perhaps, you know, access a broader customer base across, you know, different areas as well? 
Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, like any technology company, we have kind of your standard benefit programs, whether we do go to market development funds and, and things like that. But some of the benefits that I honestly think are a little bit bigger than that in the long run are um, we have, for example, in digital workplace, we have a specialized sales force that focuses on delivering uh, desktop solutions. And so because of that, making sure that we're bringing to them partners like Vasion is really beneficial because they're going to that customer not to just sell a point solution. That's not what it's about. It's about helping really solve their problem long term and what that bigger picture looks like. So having these partners that have gone through competency gives them a scope of partners that they really can trust and then bring forward. So I think that selling component is one. Another is we, on top of having our technology partners, their competency, we also have a ton of consulting partners. So the SI consulting partners who actually go in and do the work and work on that customer site and knows what that customer pain points are and bringing those two together. So our consulting partners know and are close to our ISV technology partners as they build a practice around the solution really opens up the doors for partners on both sides right, to really grow their business and expand in this area. Yeah, so Garrett, could you maybe give an example of where that's sort of worked in practice for, for Printer Logic and that um, the AWS um, Digital Workplace Partnership Program has helped you gain access to new part, um, to new customers? You bet. We, we have a customer that came to us recently by way of AWS. It was the AWS account rep that reached out to us. There was a real estate organization this will go right back to zero trust. They had multiple offices and in those offices were a, were printers that that real estate company owned, but every real estate agent was an independent contractor bringing their own device. They were accessing their applications via Amazon workspaces and AppStream. And this problem that this real estate company had to solve was great. They're coming in there as a zero trust user, they're accessing applications via a public network through to the uh, AWS cloud, how do we get them to print to these printers that we're providing? And b being able to um, work across the ecosystem and specifically here with AWS themselves with their own product suite and delivering what we call a, an off-network printing uh, solution allowed this organization to um, have BYOD independent contractors running their operating system from the cloud, print to a printer that was behind a corporate network. And th this was this is a use case we're gonna see more and more often in multiple industries. And just the, the partnership that we have with AWS made it easy for us to solve for that use case. And the customer was super happy with, with what we delivered. So I just had a, um, a question, if we sort of go back to the kind of serverless printing and the um, printer logic platform and what we see, that we do a lot of research on the market and it's such a diverse market at the moment. There's lots of different players and offering slightly different things, but there's, it's quite a challenge to kind of show, you know, understand what the differentiation is between some of the products in the market. So. From a customer perspective, what would you say would be the, the top three things to look for in a serverless printing platform? Number one, is it truly serverless? You have a lot of organizations that have taken their old legacy application and are spinning up dedicated servers in a hosted cloud provider's infrastructure and, and calling it serverless. That's not serverless. That's still a server 
that a customer has to manage and it's dedicated infrastructure for that application. So really dig deep. Are they offering truly a serverless um, uh, subscription service where all, all they have to do is log in via a browser and never have to worry about infrastructure period? Number two, is it agnostic across not just the, the printers, but does it work with any operating system, any end user compute device? Does it work with any I identity platform? And the, the third thing is, it, what, what is their roadmap for innovation around digitization? You know, the first step to digitally transforming is to address the infrastructure. Often we think of digital transformation uh, as, hey, moving from paper to digital processes, and that's not untrue. But in the IT infrastructure, physical uh, is not digital. Virtual is digital and, and, and more uh, advanced than virtual is truly serverless. And that's what we get from our partnership with, with AWS. So now what are we doing with that foundational serverless platform? As I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, we're, we're bringing out new product suites around um, e-forms, workflow automation, e-signature, uh, content management, and integrations into third third party platforms that customers use to, to help them say, hey, like I know I'm, my, my printing is going to decrease over time. Everybody knows that. Um, but we still need to, to keep the lights on on printers for, for some time. So as it decreases, as users print less, how can we help them along their their journey? Can we do integrations with the printing infrastructure that, that provides a digital transformation experience? So for example, I walk up to a printer and instead of printing, I want to scan a document. So I want to capture the content of that document. Well, to, to make it easy, I just put the piece of paper on the glass. I swipe my badge. That badge does an authentication call to the Okta Identity Cloud. It authenticates me. And guess what? It says, oh, um, you're using the Vasion application on this printer. Um, we know that you're a box customer, so we're gonna we're gonna present to you your your box scan folder because we've already authenticated you into Okta. <laughs> and then all I have to do is um, either through my mobile phone interface or through the control panel on the printer, hit scan, and that that piece of paper is now digitized into a cloud platform. And I didn't have any infrastructure managing that. I had no print server. I had no file server. I had no identity server on premise. And now I'm doing something that truly is digital transformation. I'm capturing content, digitizing it. And, and then further, I can take that, instead of just storing it straight away into a box, I can first send it to a workflow. So I could put it into evasion workflow, define rules and people that need to interact with that document uh, before it actually does get stored and archived. Uh, and that, that's what we're doing. And so that's, that was a long-winded way to say, what's the third thing you should look for? Look for platforms that aren't just concerned with paper, toner, and printers. But what is the next five years looking like for the organization? And is my print management platform going to help me along that digitization journey? Cloud printing is very much dealing with the kind of commodity of printing at the moment. And like you say, moving back from a legacy infrastructure to a cloud infrastructure, but then beyond that, it can be a real enabler for digital transformation and the digitization that you, you just described. And I think there's a lot of cloud platforms that are just still very focused on the, on the first, you know, the, the print management aspect. So it's great to hear about, you know, the, the printer logic platform being able to expand as the organization is actually looking to evolve its um, business process automation as well. As I, as, I, as I think about our work with, with Vasion and I think about digital workplace, I've been in this space for some time. And we tend to be, when you talk about 
transformation, modernization of applications and all these things, we sometimes tend to be the thing people forget in a way, right? They either start because they're trying to get one team quickly in a remote position, or they modernize everything else and they kind of forget about the endpoints necessarily. And I think, you know, printer lodge is in that same position. Okay, yeah, we went to BYOD and, oh God, we forgot about the printers. What are we gonna do there? So I think it's really important that, that folks really take a look at, at the soup to nuts transformation they're looking to do and make sure all of these points are, are tracking. And because that security piece, as we see more and more companies maintaining this flexible work and trying to hit on that zero trust piece, you can't, you cannot forget the endpoints. That is going to be the biggest exposure. So just wanted to mention that as part of it. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think, you know, that's, you know, a good point to, to raise because, you know, with prints, like you say, with print endpoints, they're often are the forgotten parts of the IT infrastructure. And because more of us are using printers up in the home as well, there's, you know, more potential risk and exposure there. So I guess, cloud platforms have to be able to manage printing in the home and the, the office in that hybrid work right. environment. So yeah, absolutely um, agree with that. And, and in terms of the um, digital workplace, Kristen, mm-hmm. so what would you say would be the, not only the, the key benefits, but how can partners really exploit that relationship? And are there any particular partners you're focused on beyond print that you know are part of this ecosystem? Yeah, so absolutely. So I mentioned a few in the beginning. Um, you know, of course, we have our services, which is Amazon Workspaces and Amazon AppStream. We work closely with Citrix as well on AWS, uh, VMware Horizon on AWS, uh, Nutanix Frame. So customers have adopted a variety of solutions to deliver that desktop. And so we work with, with a ton of them. Then from the um, securing endpoint side and from the identity management side, we work with Okta, Ping, OneLogin, CyberArk. And then the one piece that, that is additional that, that kind of leads to this, the workflow components evasion is the collaboration piece. You know, there's a number of collaboration tools that are expanding in this space as well. And so we've got partnerships with Monday.com, Guru, um, Smartsheet, those folks as well. And that, that brings that whole story together. So not just how are you working at home or remote, how are you securing it, but now how are you collaborating with your teammates? And so as it's exciting to see where Evasion is headed because it expands their portfolio. It really expands more broadly into the digital workplace as well. Yeah, no, it's been, you know, I really appreciate you both taking the time to sort of explain the, the, the partnership because I think it really sort of demonstrates how AWS and Vision are working to expand the potential ecosystem around print and having the opportunity to work with other digital workplace vendors that, you know, help expand the penetration of, you know, these particular sort of, especially larger enterprise um, deals beyond print. And, um, you know, that really set the foundation for a future um, digital transformation. So, you know, thank you very much for, for taking the time to um, to cover that. I just had you know, a couple of final questions. Garrett, in terms of, you, you touched a bit at, upon it in terms of, you know, where, where your company is going, but do you have any thoughts on, um, challenges for the industry going forward. You know, obviously there's been a huge um, impact um, on the industry because of the pandemic and, you know, with office closures um, really leading to a real kind of downturn in print volumes. And I'm just curious as to what you think um, is coming next for the industry, um, not only with cloud printing, but just in general. And here I am, I'm, I'm sitting in our brand new headquarters. I'm, I'm in an office. And as, as the pandemic starts to lessen and then vaccinations start to happen, we're going to see a return to the office. Now, if I was a, a, a business that had based 
my success on volume of paper and toner and maintenance of printers, I might be lulled into this thought that print volumes are going to come back and therefore my, my business is going to continue to thrive. My, my advice would be don't focus on printing because even if everybody came back tomorrow to the office, digital transformation is happening, period. And, um, and, and, and it'll be different, right? We'll, we'll have um, – what we've learned over the past year is that IT has to deliver – flexible workspace, period, whether we're in a pandemic or not. So printing is going to diminish over time. So if I were a business um, and offering managed services, managed IT services to my customers, I would focus less on consumables, printers, paper, toner. I would focus on the things that Kristen just outlined, um, end-user computing, identity management, um, zero trust, like help your customers build a strategy around that because to become fully digital, you have to adopt these, these movements. They're not just buzzwords. They're, they're things that are real and uh, start now to change your business model and find platforms that will underpin the movements that are going to happen over the next five to 10 years and are going to accelerate frankly, because of what we've seen in, in 2020. Yeah. So I think like you say, it's just going to be a constant evolution of the, the prints to digital um, transformation. And yeah, no, I think, you know, that's, you know, generally what we expect to see is that, you know, print volumes may never return to pre-COVID levels, but there's still opportunities um, beyond prints in terms of, like you say, the IT services, security, and so on. So, um, yeah, so I think that takes us quite nicely just to the, the final question, which is really just a lighthearted question to to ask both of you. Um, so, you know, it looks like, you know, we're, we're turning a corner with the, the pandemic and um, lockdown measures are gradually being released. At, you know, I know it's different in the, the US to, to over here in the UK, but um, yes, yeah, so I just wanted to ask both of you, have you got any plans to travel anywhere in particular once um, it's safe to do so? So maybe you first, Garrett? Uh, Luella, I'm a self-professed Francophile. I love the French language. I, I minored in it at university. Uh, I love cheese and wine. So as soon as the pandemic is over and tra uh, travel restrictions are lifted, I'm going straight to France. Um, I'll find myself in some uh, vineyard in Bordeaux, drinking a glass of wine, eating some cheese, and, and hopefully speaking some French to the locals. That's great. Well, hopefully it won't be too long before you can do that. And Kristen? So for me, uh, a couple of years ago, we brought my daughter to London for seven days. And she absolutely loves it. She loves the history of everything in Europe. And so we had had plans to go to Spain uh, when the pandemic hit. So that will be our next one. We kind of, as a family, what is our next uh, European tour to educate her um, on the world at large? So Spain will probably be our next one. However, I think my husband might try to golf in Ireland first. So, <laughs> so wait, Luella, what about you? So, well, my, my first choice is Portugal. You probably guessed from my okay. name, Portuguese heritage. So yeah. um, I tend to go every year and um, I'm really missing it. So I don't know when we'll be allowed to travel over in the UK, but that's definitely the first, first on my list. So yeah, good. can't wait. Very good. That's great. Yeah. So, well, thanks ever so much. It's been a really great conversation. And I think it's really helped um, explain the, the benefits of the AWS and the, the printer logic partnership and you know, the understanding of the, the overall ecosystem um, beyond print. So, you know, I appreciate you taking the time to join me today and um, look forward to speaking to you again in the future. Great. Thank you so much. Thanks for the time. Appreciate it. Thank you, Luella. It's been our pleasure.
So thank you for joining today's In the Spotlight with Quoferka podcast discussion with AWS Invasion. For more information on our future podcasts, please go to quoferka.com or visit the YouTube channel. We look forward to seeing you on future podcasts and thank you again for joining us today.